Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tightwad Tech, episode 89, I Can't Believe That Happened, recorded March 5th, 2012, and brought to you by Elements OP Productions, elementsop.com. This week, we're going to uh, have a little lighthearted look back at some of the craziest things that have happened to us uh, being techs in the tech field. We haven't done a show like this. Uh, our shows have been uh, fairly uh, serious or about products or about people. So I thought this would be a, an interesting time to just share some stories and maybe laugh a little bit. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm sure anybody out there who's done any tech support can relate to these and probably have better ones than we do. So uh, anybody out there who wants to jump in the uh, chat room and uh, and pitch their stories as we go, we will read those uh, and you can join right along with me with us. And uh, the us that I'm talking about is, of course, my co-host and good friend, Mr. Sean Keibel. Hey, Sean. Hey, good to be here as usual. How are things in your life? Uh, good. Starting to settle down. Uh, I, I'm sure I've mentioned it at some point in the past because I've been moving, it seems, perpetually for the last month. <laughs> and uh, I'm finally getting settled in. You know, last couple of boxes are getting put away and uh, you know, I come home at night and I don't have to, uh, unpack or figure out where something is going to go. So have your kids been helpful in that regard or do they just pull everything out once you finally put it away? Oh yeah. And I, I can only imagine the nightmare this would be for you, Mark, if you moved with your kids, because you've got more than I do. You have three yeah. of them and a little bit older. Um, but yes, it's, uh, yeah, they want, they want to pull stuff out you know, ahead of time. And of course it just goes all over the house, you know, their stuff. And then two, I tried to take this opportunity to kind of thin the herd, so to speak. I mean, it's a good time to kind of go through your, your crap and, and get rid of some of it. And that's really hard to do when kids are around because every little McDonald's toy or whatever, you know, is, is something they can't live without. So. Yes. We, we periodically have great purges where we will take things, uh, uh, toys and we took this, uh, this summer three, like 30 gallon garbage bags full of nothing but McDonald's toys. And, uh, we took okay. them up to the school for the school counselor, uh, at the elementary school to use for their goodie bag. You know, if, uh, they've got this big box of stuff and if you behave well, you get to pull a toy out. So three giant 30 gallon kitchen size, uh, trash bags full of nothing but McDonald's toys. Wow. Wow. That just goes yeah, to show it, that we ate, eat out far too often. Yeah, and that's the really sad thing because you don't realize how much you you do that until it comes time to purge all of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, I was going through the kids, uh, all of their toys, and I weeded out about half uh, uh, of everything they had, but uh, a good portion of that was old McDonald's toys, Happy Meal toys, and things like that. That I'm just like, uh, one, I haven't seen them play with in forever. You know, they've been sitting at the bottom of the toy box for, for months on end. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, fun times. But, yeah, things are settling down. So uh, I, I'm enjoying that. So we're getting just a small taste of moving uh, tomorrow, actually. We're having some new furniture delivered. And you might think it's a bad idea to buy new furniture when you have three children under the age of 10. And I agree, <laughs> it is a bad idea to buy new furniture, but we're having to because we our last piece of furniture that wasn't broken broke. Uh, we, we only had, literally, there was one thing uh, in the whole house or in the living room area, in the common areas, that wasn't broken in some way, and that was our couch. And the other day, a couple of the kids were playing on it, and literally the back fell off. 
it's a reclining couch. So the two sides of it recline and uh, they, they like to lay it down and, and play on it. And of course, as soon as we come in the room, stop that. But you know, it doesn't take five seconds for us to walk out of the room before all three of them are using it like a trampoline. And it literally a big half inch piece of steel snapped off, just stress fracture. It had had enough. Uh, and so last weekend we had to go buy some new furniture. So the uh, movers are coming in, taking the old junk out, the stuff with fluff going all over the place, and bringing new furniture in. Um, and I wonder how long it will last before it, too, is broken in some way. Nice, nice. Well, um, yeah, you're going to get uh, – well, you'll end up – see, that. I think you're timing it just right, Mark, because uh, your kids are, what, your oldest is eight? Nine. Nine. Okay, so – and you, your youngest is Three. three? Right. Yeah. So by the time they get to the point where they've really stopped that kind of roughhousing, you know, they're going to be in their teens and stuff like that. So figure you get maybe 10 years out of that if you're lucky. Oh. And then it'll be just right. Then you can buy a decent set of furniture that you know, you know, the girls aren't going to be jumping all over. Yeah. So we, we went to one of those, uh, you know, put, put the rooms together stores. Uh, there's, they're all over the country. Uh, and uh, picked out just a middle of the road set, nothing, nothing expensive, but uh, it's not made out of balsa wood either. So uh, we're we're a little excited. It'll be nice for me because the side they play on was the side that I always sit on. So it's literally propped up right now on one of my sawhorses with a with a, a pipe clamp, holding it to the sawhorse <laughs> just so it'll stay up. See now, this is this is the great thing about this show. You get a little insight into our lives, right? I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you normally don't just share with, <laughs> even uh, you know, just acquaintances. But uh, here we are, just blasting it out to the world. Yeah, we may we may just need to change the name of this show to the Redneck Tech, because uh, <laughs> you know I I'm rec- I'm recording in a in a an, a giant igloo cooler made out of styrofoam, and my couch is held together with a, a pipe clamp and a, and a sawhorse. So this this is definitely redneck tech. Right, right. And uh, if you're watching the live stream, which I encourage you to do, if you're just listening and not watching, uh, you get to see that I, I apparently am recording from a bar. <laughs> yeah, that's what it so. looks like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. I, I'm going to jump in here, Mark, with a bit of news. I thought you would find this interesting. Okay. Uh, it kind of caught me off guard today. Uh, so... We uh, at my district, and again, it's a large district. Uh, we are. We just went to Google Apps this year, and uh, we started having problems with uh, people couldn't upload things to to their Google Apps. You know, they, uh, you know, teachers are really starting to embrace this and use it, and they're they're uploading photos, and kids are doing all these different projects and things, and uh, they're they're doing the whole Google Sites thing, and. Uh, turns out, and one of our engineers who kind of heads up our Google Apps thing, uh, sends out a blanket email and says, uh, we were, we basically had hit our 25 gig limit for content. And that was set, that was actually set too low. It's supposed to be a hundred gigs, but that's the most Google will give you. So, (laughs) so a hundred gigs like ever, right? So, it, so that, like every person gets, I think, a two gig limit. So that means if you have fifty people and they all use their two gig limit, the fifty-first person gets nothing. Right, which could be a problem with a district that has 
oh, 6,000 students. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> or we might have quite a bit more than that. I'm not sure uh, exactly on the student count. But, yeah, uh, so that was especially our, uh, uh, or what is it, uh, I want to say technology facilitators, the teachers that, that do all of that. What is that? Technology integrators? Technology integrators. Thank you for that, Mark. Uh, yeah, our technology uh, integrators started freaking out. They said, you know, I've been telling teachers to do all of this stuff, and I've got them doing these different projects and doing this and that and everything else, and because they can see that, you know, in one year we, you know, rifled through 25 gigs, and, and that was even, you know, during the adoption phase. So we're going to hit 100 gigs, I would, would not doubt, before the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Google basically told us, that's what you get. And so there's no, there's no appeal for That doesn't make sense because all these higher ed institutions that have thousands and thousands of college students, they have a hundred gig limit too. Yeah. It's really, uh, it's curious, you know, it's, it got me curious and this happened towards the end of the day. So I'm going to be digging, trying to find out some more information, but, uh, you know, I could see that when people simply use docs, right? Um, I mean, it, it would yeah, take, if you're creating things that doesn't count, you can create whatever you want. It's just uploading things, right? Uh, well, uh, I'll find out more about that. Let's just say that I think this will be an ongoing story because I'm going to find out more information about that. Uh, certainly what we got, what cut us off was the uploading. So, uh, as far as just creating docs, I'm not sure if that's in that, you know, how that segregated out. So I'm going to find out more information about it. I'm curious if anybody out there has run into a similar situation, maybe has more information. But, uh, yeah, it appears they've got some sort of 100-gig limit that they're just not budging off of, um, which has us freaking out. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure you can buy more bandwidth uh, or more storage, but uh, that just that just doesn't make sense for all the stuff that I've heard about uh, Google apps. It, it's just not, it's not jiving. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a scary thought. So it's, it's got us kind of reeling right now. And, uh, uh, we've got a high priority ticket in with them and our engineers and talking with their engineers. And, uh, I, I think to try and work something like that out, but I'm curious to see like if, you know, some here, somewhere here in the near future, we don't end up having to stroke a large check or something. Right. Uh, because, I mean, I've got so that, or we have to we have to go back and look at our usage. You know, do we have uh, you know a thousand students uploading every picture that they've right. ever taken? You know, that kind of thing. I mean, uh, we're we're still looking into all that. So, but see, that's that's where the math is breaking down for me. If it's two gigs per person, it should scale out like that. You know, two gigs per person. If you've got seven hundred people, then you've got two gigs times seven hundred. So it's that that. 100 gig thing is just is not making sense to me but then again a lot of things google does doesn't make sense to me well and that could be even something that's maybe hidden in the fine print you know you get two gigs per person but up to a maximum overall of uh so yeah that just hit us today and i'm going to be digging and finding out more information uh, over the course of this next uh, probably week or two uh, depending how much information we get from google and, uh, of course, I'll pass that along on future shows. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I guess let's uh, move on to our crazy stories. I, I had a, a little news thing in there about Windows 8, but the fact is nobody really knows anything about Windows 8. Their, uh, their consumer preview or 
public beta is what they're calling it, I think, is out right. now. Uh, and you can go download it. I haven't done that, so I can't, I can't really say anything. I, I will say that what concerns me, uh, and Apple is doing it, and Windows is doing it, and Linux, uh, is certainly in the form of Ubuntu, is doing the same thing, is, is, is something I've talked about before. It's the, the tabletification of the OS. Everybody thinks that the tablet is going to be the new form factor. And Windows 8, with its splash screen and its tiles and all that, begs to be used on a tablet. While there are something like, I don't know, 75 bagillion computers in the world that aren't tablets, um, they, we're just supposed to forget about those and everybody's using tablets now. I, I just, I'm, I'm not with them. I, I don't, I hate to be, um, you know, an old fuddy duddy about that. I, I like to think of myself as a cutting edge person, but, uh, tablet computing is not the same thing as desktop computing or laptop computing. And to think that everybody's going to chuck their laptops, chuck their keyboards, uh, in favor of a tablet just seems wrong to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I, I understand that's the way we're going. And there's, I, after probably several rounds of, you know, various evolutions that, that take place, uh, then maybe we'll be there, you know. Uh, I could see, you know, if they could really uh, bring up the whole creation side of tablets, you know. Right now it's all about consuming things, it seems like. And uh, creating things is so limited on tab tablets. Um, so, you know, maybe someday, but right now I don't think we're even close. Yeah, it's just the 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 act of using a tablet as my main machine even if the tablet were super powerful the the data entry the you know it's not comfortable to lay the tablet down and type on it and look at it that way and i mean there's a reason that that's not how our computers are built even laptops open up so that the screen is in front of you and the and the keyboard is flat and everybody who has a desktop has a monitor out in front of them usually elevated and a keyboard because that's what's comfortable that's what works and to say that we're all going to scrap that and either be reaching out and interacting that way and getting tennis elbow, uh, or that we're all going to be looking down, just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I have to think that that's kind of a fad. I, I, I really see it, you know, kind of being real popular. And not that tablets are going to go away altogether, because as far as entertainment devices, they're not going anywhere. Uh, but people are still going to need to create and they're going to need to do it efficiently. Right. And, uh, I, I just don't see it. It's funny. I, I've seen several, uh, case studies, I guess is the best way I could put it is creative marketing, I think, but they'll talk about CEO. So-and-so of this billion dollar company runs his company from an iPad. And well, yeah, cause he, he types out a couple of, of short email responses a day. Right. I mean, you know, if you've ever been close to a CEO and no, they make a, they make phone calls and they maybe respond to some emails throughout the day, uh, and then they you know they go to meetings and uh, so say if they said that one of his managers ran their department off of one that would mean something to me. But, yeah, I agree. That, yeah, it's uh, what what do the line workers down in the data entry department? What do they use? Don't right. don't tell me what the CEO uses. Tell me what the people who actually do the work. Use. Yeah, and they're not shelling out. You know that CEO is not shelling out iPads to all of his line level workers because uh, they won't be as efficient at their jobs with it. So, yeah. All right. So that's that's our uninformed rant on Windows 8, which we only barely talked about Windows 8. So let's sure. get to the 
to the 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 crazy stories and and one of my this one is one that we've all dealt with but it's one of my favorites because it's one of the oldest uh back when i first started um at the job i have now in 1997 15 years ago there was uh this uh old receptionist at the at the high school there um who just was antithetical to computers she it's not that she was reluctant she hated them uh, and openly hated them it was it, there was this animosity we took her typewriter away from her and and she she got her job her first start in the secretarial pool you know typing uh, back in the the 60s or, or even before that you know so um and so the the computer was just something that didn't compute she did not understand it and it must have been 30 times or more that we had this conversation right here. Phone rings. Hello. Hey, hi, Mark. This is insert name of person here. Um, uh, uh, my computer doesn't work. Okay. Well, what, what doesn't work about it? Well, it just, it won't do anything. There's no, it doesn't light up. Doesn't do anything. All right. Well, did, did you turn it on? And then she would get mad. Well, of course I've turned it on. That's how stupid do you think I am? And I would say, all right, now I understand that you are fond of turning off the power strip on the floor when you leave at night. Did you check that button? And then she would say, oh, yeah. And then she'd turn it on, turn the power strip on. So she was pushing the power button on the computer. And so, yes, I have turned it on. I pushed the power button and it didn't do anything. And I swear to you, this happened two or three days a week for a year. Uh, every it was just a common occurrence that the, that we would have this conversation, and uh, she just it never got through her head. She finally retired, and still like three weeks before she retired, we had that conversation. It just um, it just never sunk to into her head that you have to turn every switch on. And finally, I just told her stop turning it off. Just just stop turning the power strip off. Even it's okay to turn the computer off, but there's no reason to do that. And and I don't know why she thought she needed to do that, but she would turn the monitor off turn the computer off, turn the printer off, then turn the power strip off. That was her daily shutdown process. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. A couple of things I think of, uh, first off, is uh, people, even at that basic level, can have you know that going on, and then it's still, these computers never work. It's always the computer's fault. So... Uh, there's that. And then two, you know, Mark, I, I just turned 40. You have it like bearing down hugely on you. Yes. <laughs> About 25 and, days or so. Yes. Right. Does, is that what happens to us? I mean, 20 years from now, is that, is that it? Well, maybe, maybe it's actually happening now. Maybe that's this whining we're doing about tablets. Maybe that's right. exactly what that is. <laughs> I guess so. I can certainly see that, you know, 20 years from now we'll be 60 and uh, these 20-somethings will be uh, running around with their iPads, and uh, they'll be able to make three-dimensional objects on them and, uh, you know, everything else. And, uh, we, we just won't get it, I guess, at that point. So, Yeah, and it'll, it'll just be, you know, I, I don't uh, – it'll be something as simple as turning it on, it, whatever it is. You know, it's like you need to yeah. reinitialize the dilethian crystals. We've told you this a thousand times. Uh, why can't you get that through your head? And and maybe that's what it sounded <laughs> like to three her. seashells together. <laughs> Jeez, Dad, how many times do I have to tell you? He doesn't know how to use the three shells. So, yeah, it, it maybe it's that. Maybe the that when I told her to turn the power strip on, it sounded just as bizarre as, you know, warm up the antimatter reactor. Right. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, okay, so uh, so your turn. Okay. Oh, are we doing back and forth? That sounds good. Uh, I've got a good one right out of the gate here, and this happened uh, oh probably about a month ago to me. Uh, I had to read the ticket twice <laughs> because I thought I missed something. I, I it couldn't have actually said that. So the ticket says I caught my projector on fire, and now it won't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know, my first thought was, okay, somebody's messing with me. You know, I'm the new guy. Somebody's, you know, playing a joke on me or whatever. No, uh, this is what this teacher did. Um, and this is not a teacher bashing, bashing session. I, I, I hope any right. teachers out there listening uh, understand that. We're just... Uh, That's just you know, what we do. Some, yeah. yeah, anecdotal uh, things that uh, happen in our daily lives. I'm sure teachers could have, you know, do the same thing uh, as far as texts go. But uh, so yeah, so I call up the teacher and I said, uh, "Did I, you know, kind of, did I read that right?" <laughs> and uh, what she did, the you know, the projector over time, uh, generally after about a hundred hours, will start begging you to clean the filter. And uh, so, while the projector was on, she got up there with a thing of canned air. And started proceeded to start blowing all of the different vents and everything on the projector while it was so on. What, while it was on. Now, uh, if you don't know this already, projectors operate at very high heat, and uh, when you blow dust like that, it creates quite a cloud of dust uh, that will very quickly become combustible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, given so a heat source. Yeah, so she literally, uh, she said it was it was uh, more like an explosion at first, and then uh, there was a little bit of fire, and uh, they managed to, to get it out. It wasn't like it was going to burn the building down or anything. Uh, but then she said, yeah, after that, it, it, she couldn't get it to turn on. Imagine that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we, we replaced that projector. And, uh, yeah, we, we like to do, uh, we'll often do like a ticket of the day or, uh, just within the tech department, uh, uh, or a ticket of the week, or whatever. And I think right now that's that's got to be like front runner for ticket of the year. Uh, now I have yeah. to ask you about her attitude. Was she? Uh, it's the projector's fault. I set it on fire, or was she like, "Yeah, I did something stupid and set it on yeah, fire." Yeah, she was pretty much came across that way. You know, kind of uh, played the uh, uh, "I'm a dumb blonde" type of thing. You know, uh, and was very uh, apologetic. Uh, well, I mean, what can you do? Berating her isn't going to help anything, right? You just uh, no, you know. no, not at all. I, yeah, I mean, obviously, when somebody's done that, they've pretty much learned their lesson. Right. They're not going to do that again. You, you don't have to say anything. <laughs> so. I had uh, just a. This is, isn't quite on the the same line, but uh, when I was in college, I was uh, in a class with one one of those big theater classes with the stadium seating and the professor down at the at the bottom, and uh, he was using an old style overhead projector because that's what we had back then. Uh, and so he was uh, doing his notes, and the projector bulb blew out. I don't mean burned out. I mean blew out, shot a, a bright ball of flame out the side. Um, it, you know, we were there. That was the only illumination in the room. All the lights were off, so there was that. And it was kaboom, whoo, a big fireball, and then complete darkness. And uh, there were, you know, probably um, 40% women in this class. And there was hysteria. There were tears. I'm pretty sure a couple of them wet themselves. Uh, it was just this horrible uh, thing. I mean, it scared me, too. It was a big deal. 
but I mean, we you know we turned the lights on and, and there was a little spoke coming out. I had never seen one of those things go like that before, but it just, uh, I mean, he was just writing. He was just doing his thing. And then he's going, wow. Huh? Yeah. I've, uh, I, that's one I've never seen, but I imagine that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, while yeah, the guys in the room would be like, Oh, do it again. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. That was cool. So, so while I'm on the subject, I'm going to, uh, foreshadow just a little bit here. Uh, this was earlier this year was very recently. Um, I got a, a support ticket that said my projector bulb burned out. Okay, that's fine. We keep those on, on hand. So I, uh, went to the shelf and grabbed a projector bulb and, uh, walked into the classroom. You know, ticket had just come in 10 minutes earlier or so. And the teacher was showing uh, a video on the overhead uh, LCD projector. And I kind of looked at her quizzically and looked at the box that I had in my hand with the bulb in it. And uh, she said, no, no, this projector and pointed at the old overhead projector that she still used on a daily basis. (laughs) And I said to her, I wouldn't even know where to get a bulb for that. Have you tried the librarian? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Cause librarians, I mean, I know even at our district and I have not seen one of those overheads anywhere in my district. Um, so I don't, I don't know if one exists or not, but the librarians still have a stock of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, I think they bought them by the hundreds, you know, back in the day. And now, uh, any good librarian probably still has a, a pretty good stash of those things. Yeah. That in the old piano style cassette tape player. They've got some of those somewhere too. Yes. Now that I have seen. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, all of our all of our libraries have a kind of back office storage area. It's a pretty good sized storage room, and in every single one of those, like multiples of those, I've seen, and uh, they're even like kind of close to the surface. You know, like a lot of stuff is packed away. They're close enough to the surface, like sitting right there, that it leads me to believe that they might actually still break those. Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're still using those, and and you know, I'm okay with that. If that's the technology that works for for a you know a kindergartner or whatever, uh, you don't yeah. necessarily have to change technology just because there's something new. But uh, it does kind of make me laugh when I see these these ancient technologies still in use. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, have you got another one? I do, I do. Yeah, I was a, I was a little light. You know, I was all gung ho about this, and then as I started thinking about it, I was like. Well, yeah. Well, that one's not that great. Uh, well, that one. <laughs> you know, they're like okay until you start really thinking about, you know, telling people about them. Uh, and this one, I don't know. It, it it's not so funny, I guess. Although you could probably get a lot of different, various funny stories out of it, but uh, it's one that just kills me. Is uh, and this is like I don't know, almost a weekly occurrence that I get this one is uh, why will my 1985 software not work on Windows 7? Yes, this thing that I bought in the $3 bin at the at the uh, convenience store. Right, yeah, and yeah, I, I put in there uh, in the show notes that uh, Print Shop, uh, which <laughs> if you're listening and you use Print Shop, it is now up to version 23.1. So if your Print Shop version 6 does not work anymore, I mean, come on, Broderbund, you know, needs to survive. <laughs> Go buy 23.1. Because it's, it's ironic that you say version 6, because that's exactly the version that I see. It, there must have been <laughs> right. something special about version 6. Right. You know, I think that was that was probably like the seminal moment for, for uh, Broderbund is the, is the company right. that uh, makes Print Shop. And uh, I, that must have been like it, right? The, like 6 is when they really took off and yeah. everybody started buying it, and at least teachers. 
That's when uh, they started using 16-bit dot matrix graphics. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really cool back then. Uh, and, you know, the list can go on and on and on. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I had... Uh, uh, we have like a special education center, and uh, in that in that uh, building, they take care of like all the uh, uh, blind children. So there's a there's a computer with like a special printer that prints Braille and things like that. And uh, so they work with the with the blind kids there, and uh, they were freaking out because uh, a good portion of their software uh, was not working. And uh, so I went and I looked at it, and. It was that same thing. I mean, you can tell. You you see the icons. I mean, right. <laughs> you're like, I can't believe you even got this to install. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then you explain it to them. And then uh, now in this instance, I mean, they're looking at probably having to purchase, because half of their software has gone away, uh, thousands of dollars worth of new software. And, of course, they were fully unprepared for that <laughs> because they thought that they're, 1985, uh, you know, Braille printing software or whatever was going to last forever. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I have no doubt that everybody listening to this, uh, anybody at least on the tech side, uh, can probably relate hundreds of these types of stories. Right, the magic school bus or the reader rabbit or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> right, and, and, I ha and it's always, they have to have it because right. they've been teaching it for 20 years. Right. Right? I mean, they have like three generations of families right. that have watched the same CD now. Yeah, it uh, says I need Shockwave version 3. Can you install that? Right. <laughs> no. No, as a matter of fact, I can't. Right. Uh, well, this is one that, actually the story that uh, that brought this, this show topic up to mind, we, we were talking about this on the uh, Art of Linux podcast that I, excuse me, Art of Podcasting podcast. I do art of Linux, art of podcasting and everyday Linux, and I sort of combine those two together. Uh, but yesterday I was doing the art of podcasting, and we were uh, uh, got under the topic of electrical storms. And this happened early on in my career, back when we were still using the old coax token ring network. Now, the, anybody who started uh, in tech in the last fifteen years probably doesn't even know what that means. But you used to have. I, I only know about it because you've explained it to right. me. You used to have a, a coaxial cable, just like what comes out of your wall right now to bring you television, and it looped between all your devices. So you, you had a hub uh, or a central device like that, and then it would go from computer to computer to computer, and it had to go all the way around, and you either had a terminator on the end or you actually brought the loop back into itself. That's why it was called a token ring. It was literally a ring. So at our high school at the time, we had, uh, I think, two computer labs, and uh, uh, every classroom had a teacher computer and their office computer, so probably a hundred or so computers and the hubs to support that and all that sort of thing. And um, uh, a contractor to save money when we put in a portable building, thinking that it's only portable, it's uh, it's only temporary, it's not going to matter, had gone ahead and run coax out to that portable building to give them network. Instead of going fiber or something like that, he just ran that same coax line out there because the distance on that was like 30, uh, a thousand feet, much longer than Cat 5. So he could do that. Well, we had a, a a heavy storm, and lightning struck either struck the cable or struck near the cable, near enough to to cause a, a problem. And that uh, that thing became a horizontal lightning rod at that point, and electricity popped through every piece of equipment <laughs> we owned and fried every one of them. Took out wow. every computer, every hub, every networked printer, every server. They all died in a millisecond. 
Was was that uh, like a insurance claim? <laughs> yes, yes, that was. We fought with that one. Actually, met the deductible. So yeah, it was a it was a nightmare. It it the 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 cables were melted in certain places and they smelled bad. I mean, this was a lot of electricity that went through there. It wasn't just a power surge, right. but it it just it just ate everything. And when we put that in, we went back. We went with Cat Five from then on and did the the star topology instead of the token ring. But that was what it took to get us off of the token ring. Um, because back then it was it was 10 meg and copper could do 10 meg and that's all anybody was doing anyway. But yeah, we had to totally redesign the building anyway. So while we were at it, while we were at it, we upgraded to Cat Five. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, what if you were the unfortunate tech that just happened to be doing some wiring right there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, fortunately, <laughs> it was it was at night and that wasn't the issue. But yeah, I mean that if you'd been sitting at one of those terminals, uh, it could have been a very bad thing. Right, and and I found out later that they do actually make uh, surge protectors for coax cable. I didn't know that at the time, but you could actually insert these things in line lightning arresters to prevent that from happening. So it okay. would have it would have fried whatever leg it was on, but not everything. Huh. And so uh, going around that same time uh, frame, this is a, a just a one of those things that made me insane. Was we had four buildings at this time. Uh, and they all had their own individual networks, and they're all they all had their own servers, uh, and and all that sort of stuff. And because they were separate networks, there was no such thing as a WAN back then. There was no internet. Uh, actually, one building had a connection to the internet; the others didn't, and it wasn't a big deal at the time. So um, they all had their own Novell Netware servers, uh, version two point one, I think it was, set up, and they all had their own networking. And so I had the bright idea of connecting everything. So I hired a company to come out and we did wireless connections between the two. Again, 10 megabits, which is the standard at the time. So we set up a 10 megabit wireless connection, spent a lot of money on it. And I worked all through Christmas break on it. Uh, the, but, uh, the 10 days there that we had off, I was up there every day. We got everything all set up. And the day comes that I flipped the switch. Every server in the place died. And I, I, I couldn't figure out why. It turned out they all had the same IP number. So it was like the server is something, something, something dot one because that's the server. Well, over here at this building, the same people had set up that network and they use something, something, something dot one. And over here at this building, they don't. so we had like 15 devices all with the same IP addresses. And when I flipped the switch, they all said, sorry, does not compute. And they all shut down. Wow. So it was very anticlimactic. To have this, you know, it was, it was supposed to be this, you know, this 2001, a space out of, duh, 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 flip the switch. Everything's connected. And you flip the switch and it's, <laughs> that was it. And so. Once you got that figured out, then that was an easy fix. At least, well, right? it was, it wasn't terribly easy because not only did I, did I change, have to change the IP addresses, but I had to change everything that referenced that IP address. Uh, so I pretty much had to touch all the programs and all the systems. It, but what we ended up doing was just, all right, well, at least we know the network works. And we turned it off. And then I spent the next two or three days getting everything ready to do that big 2001 A Space Odyssey moment again. Yeah, so we're, we're not immune either. Right. And we, we could do a, a whole separate show on stupid things that techs do. Yeah. That, that we don't tell anybody, right? So teachers, if there's any teachers listening to this and you're thinking, uh, that uh, we're bashing on teachers in this episode or anything like that. There's some great ones that techs do. I know that I certainly have done. 
that uh, we don't ever let out of the bag. We don't ever let people know. Well, yeah, I think we've we've probably all done it. I'll confess to it. Uh, Setting up something, uh, a new server, and forgetting to turn off the DHCP, and suddenly you start handing out bogus addresses. You know, because if you're setting up a web server or whatever. Uh, and suddenly everything goes down and you're like, oh crap, that's me. I did that. <laughs> so you got to unplug it. Uh, and then they've got to get a new DHCP lease. So you have to tell them the easiest way to do this, just say reboot. And so you can just say, uh, I don't know, just try a reboot. See if that fixes it. Yeah. Yeah. When Meanwhile, really- you're taking like 200 calls. And- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think a reboot will take care of that. Yeah. Give that a shot. Yeah. And, and you, you know, if you, if you man up, you can say, ah, I'm sorry, that was something I did. But if you don't, you just say, I, I don't know. It was just, it was just one of those things. Right. Um, and then uh, going, going along the same, same lines of that is at our school, we have uh, IP-based phones. And so there's a, a, a line in and a line out so that you can plug the phone into the wall and plug a computer right. into the phone. And so you can do it that way. And how many times, Sean, has a teacher moving their room or, or rearranging something had their phone and said, oh, I've got these two cables here. There's two plugs in the wall there. I'll just plug them both into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's hard to kind of fight that logic because if you don't know any better, it certainly looks that way. I've got this phone with these two wires coming out of it, and they fit right into these two things in the wall here. Uh, yeah. I, it was pretty much an annual thing. I mean, we knew when school started that first week, uh, I knew I was going to be chasing down loopbacks uh, at least a couple of times, and they are a nightmare to track down. Right. It's uh, you know every I'm sure everybody listening to this show knows, but if not, I'll explain it. It's 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 like when you're at a concert and somebody put points a mic at at a speaker, you get that feedback loop that goes rah, 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 and it just amplifies on itself. Well, the same thing happens in the network world if you've got a, a, a switch turned into itself. All the packets going into that get rerouted back into it, and it says, oh, I've got those before. Let me send it back out, and it just sets up a feedback loop that will totally destroy an entire network doing something as innocuous as plugging something into itself. And so so what you end up having to do there is like physically disconnect whole segments of the network. All right, let me me pull the plug that goes to this building. Did that fix it? No. All right, let me pull the plug that goes to this building. Did that fix it? No. Let me pull the plug that goes, okay, that fixed it. So we know it's in that building now. All right, so we leave them to disconnect and everybody else is good. Now we go over there. All right, let's go down to this hallway. We'll kill that hallway. Did that fix it? No. All right, turn, bring and, and then you finally get it down to the one room and then you trace it back. And sure enough, almost every time it's that phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, you know, I, I never gave a teacher a hard time about that one because there's no possible way they could know. Right, and it's not even oh. worth explaining to them because it's it's so right. complicated. You just say, uh, "Yeah, I'm here. Let me fix this for you," and, and go on. Right, yeah, and that's the way I always treated it. When I finally found the, you know, where the loop back was occurring, I just go in there and, uh, yeah, I just need to check your wires for a second, and yeah. I, you know, reroute them correctly, and then I say, "Okay, that's it, thanks," and I'd walk out. They never knew that yeah. they were the cause. Or, or sometimes they'll say something like, "Well, I'm glad you came in here. My phone just stopped working a few minutes ago. I was gonna, I was gonna let you know about it." That's uh, all right. Well, you know, we knew our, our automated systems. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let us know by bringing the entire network down. Yeah. Those are the moments that make us look superhuman. They're like, wow. <laughs> yes, I didn't even ESP. have to say anything and they just knew. Yeah. All right, do you have another one or should I keep going? 
No, keep going. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm out. I I think if uh, uh, if I had thought a little bit longer, I probably would have come up with some more. But uh, well, you can think I'll, I'll while stay. I'm talking. Yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> you know what this next one is, and you know that's it's funny. Um, we did uh, yes. we did a show uh, not too long ago about developing talent, about taking uh, the interested <laughs> student and teaching them, you know, the ways of the force and turning them into a helper. Well, there's a kid who works for me now. I, I say he's a kid. He's 27 now, but I, I've known him since he was a kid. I taught him when he was in high school, and he's worked for us off and on. And since uh, Sean left, he's been filling in, you know, five or six hours a week just to help handle the grunt work. Um, and he's not by any main, means a trained technician, but he's good for the grunt work. Um, and he's one of those guys who's just um, just kind of goofy. In fact, we call him Big George uh, after the the uh, Looney Tunes a cartoon where I will love him and hug him and pet him and call him George. So it's, it's very it, accurate. It totally fits. And he's okay with it. He answers to George. Well, hey, George. And he answers to it. So big well, George. We, should say, we, we didn't even give him that name. I mean, he, yeah. he was saddled with that in high school. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I gave big George a task. Uh, there was, a uh, uh, we needed to build a new image because there was some hardware, that, uh, software that had to go on. And it was too complex to, to work as a snap-in. So the easiest thing to do was just going to build a new image. So I said, take a machine off the shelf over there. We got spares. Take one off the shelf and um, and build a new image. And that process takes like four hours to install uh, Windows, install all the software, install all the updates. So I'm back in, in my office, you know, doing tickets and answering the phone, doing that whole sort of thing. Uh, and I come back out and say, you know, how's it going? He said, well, uh, I'm still trying to track down this one driver. Um, issue i said i don't understand why you would need a driver you just put the image on the base image that we have and you update it why do you why right. do you need the, the driver he said well when i put the image on uh, it didn't work it came up and said it wasn't the right driver so i've just been trying to find them so i looked and you know what i'm what, what the the reason is the reason the drivers didn't work is he'd put the wrong image for that hardware on so rather than saying oh well i'll just fix the 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 image i'll see what's wrong with that he was like well i'll go get all these drivers so he had pulled the hardware set that goes to another building not the one that we needed to do and drop the image for the building that we were in so um even if he had gotten it fixed and i'm glad i caught it because maybe he'd gotten it fixed and didn't say anything and re-uploaded the image i would have deployed it out there and then every building every computer in the building would have had the wrong drivers <laughs> so so i said and then big george would have been sitting there going Huh. What do you mean, drivers? I I searched for That's hours right. to get the right drivers. Right. I know I put those drivers on there. They're right. So I said to him, um, George, that's the wrong machine. And he said, well, you said to get one off the shelf. George, there are like 15 different hardware sets on the shelf there. I meant for you to use a little common sense. There was my problem. That right there is your problem. Yeah. Um, George doesn't have any common sense. He's a good guy. He does good work, but he doesn't have any common sense. Right, right. Yeah, there's uh, the, everybody knows somebody like that, right? The, that person that you just kind of have to hold their hand a little bit. <laughs> yeah. As uh, what is it? Uh, Ron White says that boy, he's got a lot of quit in him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. George can disappear sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the the way I I put him, and and we all know people like that. Is they're interrupt driven. Whatever they're doing, they will keep doing that until they're interrupted. So he'll be 
like doing a task uh, that's, you know, he's installing a service pack, all right? That takes 10 minutes or so. You've got 10 minutes to kill. Let me go over here and look at funny cat videos on YouTube for 10 minutes. 45 minutes later, he's still looking at cat videos and the machine that he was working on has been sitting there waiting saying, you know, click okay to continue. And I walk <laughs> in and say, um, George, that computer's asking you to, do, okay, he'll click okay. It runs out. He goes back to his cat videos. You know, <laughs> 75 minutes later, I walk back through the room. Uh, George, that, that computer's waiting for you to click okay over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, you know, maybe that's a little small town flavor too. You know, because he 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 couldn't survive in a lot of places. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> we love you, George. Yeah, he's he only so, ever hear this, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. He is so lovable too, because he's yeah. he, you can't be mad at him because he's like that that big goofy guy. You know, we could just as easily call him Lenny from the <laughs> from the Grace of Wrath. Maybe that speaks to uh, some of the unbreakability of you know, your network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that George you know, works like for George, me. Yeah, tra you know, traipsing around through everything, and uh, it, it still manages to work. Uh, Nightstar, who's listening in the chat room, has a story about uh, overhead projectors. And he says uh, he ran into a teacher using the overhead projector to light the new interactive whiteboard so that she could write on it with a dry erase marker. So it was just it just made the bo the board brighter for her while she was working. It was a, it was like a spotlight at that point. Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's I, see that's a training issue right there. Clearly, that teacher was not trained on the proper use of that technology. Yeah, I, I'm sure they received some training after that. So yeah. <laughs> that's an expensive mistake. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I think. I think that's it. That's the that's all the stories we had, uh, and I don't see anybody in the chat room jumping up to offer new stories. So we we hope you've had a laugh about maybe laughed at yourself and and laughed at us a little bit. Uh, and so uh, we want to hear your stories. Maybe we'll do a, a recap of this one. So uh, contact us over on the uh, uh, the forums at elementopi.com or or send us an email uh, and uh, let us know what your funny story is and see. And maybe you've got a George who works for you too and tell us something that. Uh, big george is done and and you couldn't get mad at him about it yeah that would be a good uh that would be a good forum topic to fire up is just you know your 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 tech uh tech support horror stories uh because that one could go on forever you know it's so funny as we've as we've done these shows this show and then the others on the network we've sort of developed these characters right so we've got bandana guy and we've right. got the neck beards, and and on the Everyday Linux show we've got Boris. He's a he's an unwritten character, yes. and now we've just created George. So now when we say George, everybody will know the the type of person we talk about. So we're developing this cast of characters as we go. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, George, Boris, uh, yeah, uh, Bandana, Bandana guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle, there we fall. That's right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's in the middle. <laughs> So if you if you don't know what a Bo, uh, who Boris is, uh, go listen to uh, I think it's I don't remember the number, but it's the Everyday Linux episode where we talk. The title is "Build well, a Boris Box." Yeah, I was going to say there's there's one titled Boris Box, and then uh, I don't know maybe three or four episodes before that was the first mention of Boris. Yeah. Boris uh, Boris has become a recurring character on that show. Right, right. Uh, but that's a great story. Uh, I think Aaron. Right. Uh, relayed that one yeah great story 
Okay, so uh, this is the part of the show where I say, check out the forums like we just did. Uh, let's, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm surprised there was actually a teacher tip. I was going to gloss over that thinking there wasn't one. So, Sean, what's yeah, your teacher I, tip this week? I jumped in and uh, I, I did dig one up. Uh, this one is, uh, well, it's, it's a logic game, so it's loosely educational. Uh, it's called Sugar Sugar. And I will leave you to go to the uh, to the show notes there on our site at elementop.com uh, to get the link. But uh, basically, what you do—it's uh, really weird. It literally has the word "sugar, sugar" at the top of the screen uh, with a comma in between, and out of this comma starts falling these little grains of sugar. And it's up to you. Uh, they will have uh, little coffee cups strategically placed. And you have to draw these uh, lines and make the sugar essentially go into the coffee cups and fill them up to a certain degree. And uh, each level gets a little bit harder. And I'm sure, you know, we've all seen there's all kinds of games out there like this, but this one's addictive, so I will warn you. But, uh, but it's a neat little logic game. It's very simplistic. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's done in Flash. But, uh, yeah, it's fun. And if you've got some students that maybe you need to... Uh, you know, have waste, you know, 10 minutes, they're done with their work early or something at the end of the period, uh, go ahead and throw them on sugar, sugar. Well, since you brought up a game, this isn't really a tech tip, but technical people will probably enjoy this game. It's a new game. It's It's been uh, teased for a while on the internet. The, the, the preview video has millions of views already, but just uh, this weekend it dropped. It's called Mario, but the, 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 the O is a zero. So M-A-R-I zero. Okay. It is, uh, a, a guy, uh, a, a stabyourself.net, um, I think is the address, has created a mock-up of the original Nintendo Brothers, uh, Nintendo Super Mario uh, Brothers, uh, the classic and, game, and he's mixed it with Portal. So Mario is carrying a Portal gun. So you've got all the, it's, a, it's, it's an almost exact replica of Mario Brothers, but Mario has a Portal, so you can open uh, a, a, an open portal and a, and a closed portal and, and things can go through it. So it's like this mashup of awesomeness. It's these two awesome oh, games. Wow. Uh, so it's got all the original Mario levels plus portal puzzle games, plus a map builder. So you can build your own and it's a free creative commons game that he's built. So th- you got to go check this thing out. It, it's one of those things you could easily spend right. hours on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See now, George, yeah. George would be, I mean, weeks on this. George is playing this right now. I showed it to him today, and he was <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I know what I'm going to be doing when I get home today. And I said, just make sure you wait till you get home. <laughs> that is very cool. Wow, that's a great tip, actually. Yeah, and it's uh, it's cross-platform. It runs on uh, Windows, Linux, and Mac. It's a small, I think it's four megs for the Windows download. Uh, and it's, it's, it's an awesome game. It's so much fun. Uh, so it's it's all the the fun of Mario Brothers plus the puzzle logic of Portal. So, um, like for example, you know, at the end of every level on Mario Brothers, there's a the, there's a flag, and the higher you jump up on the flag, the more points you get. Well, what you can do here while you're standing up on that their very top platform is you shoot an opening portal below you and shoot another one <laughs> next to the flag. You jump in it. And then you go down, and the physics throw you up to the top, and then you get the top of the flag every time. So that's just a hint as to how that can work. Or when the little goombas are coming out, you you can throw a portal in front of them, and then throw another one off 
like uh, the side of the chasm and they just walk off into it and, and fall off and you never have to mess with them. So it's, it's awesome how those two things uh, meld together. Very cool. Very cool. So I, that's my time wasting tip of the week. <laughs> Which essentially mine was too. So these are, these are great time wasters we've thrown at you this week. Yeah. Just don't introduce this one in the classroom. There's almost no educational value and you won't get anything done. I, actually, I wonder if modern kids would get that the, would the nostalgia of Mario mean anything to them? But I'm not sure. Well, I, I, you know, I don't know because, uh, I know, uh, it was what last year and the year before that I was in the classroom. Uh, some of the flash games and Mark, I know you've seen it just remoting in and, and seeing these kids in the classroom when they're, are you insinuating that I spy on kids from my office? <laughs> well, for, you know, uh, your network testing or right. something. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you've seen the Flash games they play. I mean, right. they're worse than Mario. That's true. So, uh, yeah. All right. Great one. Okay. So, uh, now, back to the contact us thing. Uh, just find us. Type in Element OP, and you'll find us. Uh, uh, we we always talk about the Twitter and the Facebook, and, and people. some people use that. But, really, where we would like you to go is the forums. That's going to be the the uh, hub of, of communication if we can make that happen so go to the forums log in there if you haven't it's easy um you have to do an annoying capture one time sorry about that keeps the spam bots at bay uh but the, then you log in there and you can have a great conversation with other people like you so uh join us there on the forums at elementop.com yeah and uh the uh everyday linux forum really seems to be lighting up mark i was gonna yeah that. Uh, that show is is getting really popular we've got a lot of linux geeks uh, who listen and and yeah it's it's a uh, it's gratifying to uh, I, early on when we first started doing this one of the listeners uh, sent me an email and said that building a community is like nuclear fusion you keep adding energy and adding energy and adding energy and then suddenly it explodes and so for the last two years we've been adding energy and we're starting to see the chain reaction and that's really gratifying yeah yeah absolutely uh, I do want to throw out there uh, before we wrap up Mark uh, we're going to have a listener spotlight here in the next couple of weeks, uh, but we like to knock one of those out every uh, month or so. And uh, so if you're out there listening and you'd like to come on and uh, be on a show, uh, be on a show with me and Mark and uh, talk about what you're doing at work. We've had listener spotlights uh, primarily in education, but we've had people who uh, don't work in education. So, uh, hey, if you're a tech out there and uh, you're, you're stretching the budget in some unique way, uh, uh, you know, shoot me an email, Sean at elementop.com, and I will make sure and get you scheduled. And also coming up here in a, in eleven weeks is episode number one hundred. Now it's not uh, going to be yes. tech, it's not technically going to be the one hundredth episode. I think we're probably right around that now with all the point fives, and we started at episode zero. So we're not going to actually try to do a real count. We're just going to do episode numbers. Episode number one hundred. Is coming up soon. That's more than two years that we've been doing this. At the end of this month, it will be two years that we've been doing this. So we want to do something epic for episode 100. We just don't know what that is. So somebody <laughs> uh, let us know. Send us some feedback or, or put it up in the forums. I'll start an episode 100 uh, thread up there. What would you like to see for episode 100? Uh, because I think it would be cool. Maybe we could bring back all of the listener spotlight people and do like this massive 12-way Skype conversation. Uh, that would be crazy. <laughs> Uh, so what should we do for episode number 100 of the tightwad tech? Let us know. I think it would be really great to be like, uh, the tightwad tech 
uh, record live from the Bahamas. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would actually be awesome. <laughs> now we just need somebody to pay for us to go to the Bahamas. Right. Bahamas. Right. That, and I guess that's not going to be Netflix. Did, I, I'm, I know this is the end of the show. Did, this totally should have been at the top of the show. Did you see the news about Netflix, Mark? No, I don't know what you're talking about. They, they, they lost stars in like a thousand movies off of their... Well, yeah, I knew that was coming. They were trying to work out a deal, and so I, apparently they didn't. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that hits me hard. Yeah, you can't watch Hot Tub Time Machine anymore. Yeah, or uh, Toy Story <laughs> 3, or what was it, Big Daddy? Or Yeah, there was, uh, there was some good stuff on there. They were claiming that that's only like 2% of their content, but uh, it seemed like it was a lot more than that. Well, it may be 2% of their total content, but it was like 90% of their watchable content. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Because I can still watch all of the 1950s westerns. and right. <laughs> Yeah, know. all the episodes of Flipper are still on there. So you're right. good to go there. And Perry Mason. They, they've got right. a ton of Perry Mason on there now. All right. Well, now that we're completely off the rails, should you lead us out of here? I'm waiting for you. You haven't said the magic <laughs> words yet. That was a great show. It was a lot of fun. All right. So having rec- received the pronouncement that this is a great show, I will simply say that this is Mark signing off. And Sean signing off.